This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Tom and Bach, coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. You know, we failed, but uh, I thought it was a great effort. I thought that the plan was laid out uh, perfectly. Jake Bakoven. I'm not sure I get my point across um, properly. I'm sure I don't do a good job of explaining what I mean. Tom and Buck starts now. Welcome in, hour number two. It's Tom and Bach. It's Chip Day, apparently. Thursday is Chip Day at the ticket today. We've got the tortilla chips uh, with some really good hot sauce, uh, picante sauce. Is it, what would you call it? Salsa. Yeah, it's salsa. salsa. Yeah. Delicious. Uh, it's called Moose's Mad Fresh, and it's delicious. It's Made fresh. Um, I've got the hot, and my mouth is in fuego right now. That's right. Made right here in Lincoln. Made uh, batch this morning. So this is as fresh as it gets. I think that's why they call it mad fresh. I I hope we have uh, chip day every Thursday or just every day. Every day would be good. More mooses mad fresh, the better. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, We need more mad fresh. Uh, Absolutely. Um, However... I don't know. I'm, I'm breathing fire right now. Are you so. breathing fire? Yeah. This this segment might be uh, might be some. You can get take some it. water drinks. Here. You can take it. Bach. Water breaks. Uh, I was looking at the richest athletes of all time. Uh, going through some of the tweets this morning, and I, I'm always interested in who makes money because uh, I'd like to have money uh, at some point <laughs> in my life. Yeah, that'd be a, the that'd richest be cool. athlete of all time. I wish I could find the tweet uh, from earlier today. Who do you think it might be? I would have to go with Michael Jordan because of the the Air Jordan brand. Uh, that would be a good guess. He is number one all time uh, on the richest athletes list. I mean, he owns a team now, so he's doing pretty well. Yeah, uh, but he didn't use a lot of his money to buy that team. But, uh, yeah, obviously he gets the proceeds. I would think a guy like Magic would do really well as well. Yeah, he's also been part owner at times. Um, number two on the list, who do you think it is? Uh, are you a uh, magic? <laughs> did you, no. Did you try to hit? Uh, no, I will tell you there's a lot of golfers on this list. Okay. So? Mm, Tiger. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger is number two. They're both worth in the neighborhood of $2.6 billion. With a B. Uh, number a three, Arnold Palmer, who's no longer alive. Uh, last time I checked. I don't think he's Does still. Does he still make money? Yeah, well, his, it's kind of like Elvis. I mean, the estate yeah. continues to make money. Hmm. And I I don't know where all that money goes all the Does time. Does he I mean, get the a kids, lot of? The kids can't get it all, can they? I guess they do. I guess. 
Shaq is Shaq. By the way, has been telling his kids that he's rich; they're not rich. Have you seen that? Shaq is <laughs> because right. he's still trying to inspire them to go out right. and make their own money. Warren Buffett's like that. Yeah, it's like uh, I think he would give them occasionally for Christmas ten thousand dollars or something like that. Here's ten thousand dollars. But when you're a billionaire, you're like, come That's on, not a Dad. lot. Yeah, come on, Dad. Uh, you spend actually. I I did the tour. Have you ever done the Omaha tour? And the Warren Buffett tour, you get to see his house, and they drive you around town. I have not town. seen that. No, that's cool. And they tell you all about Warren Buffett. And he whatever the cost of an Egg McMuffin meal is what he puts in this jar. It's like he can't spend over like 350 or whatever it is for an Egg McMuffin meal or an Egg McMuffin. Uh, and if he doesn't have it, he just doesn't get it that day. What do you uh, mean like if he doesn't have it? <laughs> well, if he doesn't have it, like just from like the chain, like his change drawer or from like his cash. Yeah. He, like he's on a budget. He's on this crazy budget and he's a billionaire. He should, uh, he should loosen, he should loosen those restrictions a little bit, I think. You would think At this so. time, it's probably safe to do so. Yeah. Uh, I, I would think it, it's safe for him because like, he's given away all of his money and because his, you know, Berkshire makes so much money, it's like a billionaire the next day after he was given it away. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about it too much. Um, oh, man. O um, to be you, right? That, that would be, it'd be nice to be Buffett, although he's he's old, right? He's, he's older. Yeah. Now. Would you would you trade your age for Buffett's age if you could have all no, his money? I wouldn't. You'd I like, wouldn't. If your youth is worth billions then to you. I, I encourage you to do the Buffett tour. I mean, the house isn't anything. I mean, it's just a house right in the middle of Omaha. Really? It's, it's not it's, too impressive. It's, it's not that impressive at all. Uh, but he is impressive. I've, yeah. I've seen him speak a couple of different times uh, with Tom Osborne uh, when they were talking about his Tom Osborne's mentoring thing. He's a big supporter of that. He's great. He's very I, I funny. I wanted to ask you because you are the, you know, you're a big golf expert. Is the Arnold Palmer, the the, the uh, lemonade tea mixture, does he get money <laughs> for every time somebody makes an Arnold Palmer? Or was that like a specific brand that people were buying? He, Did that help him? Is that part of his net worth? Uh, I, I don't, I know I read his book and I, I'm trying to think. Uh, he did get some money from the Arnold he Palmer because I mean name, image, and likeness. Obviously, yeah. they're using his name, uh, but he invented. It. He was just like, "Give me an Arnold Palmer," and he just uh, actually, I think it might have been a waitress mistake. It was lemonade with iced tea in it. Yeah, um, it might have been a mistake, and but he, he liked it. He liked it, and um, and the Arnold Palmer was born. Yeah, I'm, I, are you a big fan? You drink those? I, I, I prefer the Daily, the John Daly. What's that one? <laughs> uh, the John Daly has that sounds uh, good. an adult beverage. Yes, that sounds in. like a lot of adult beverages. <laughs> yeah. The John Daly is better than the Arnold Palmer. I, I don't like uh, lemonade and iced tea mixed together. Yeah, that's kind of odd. Mom used to put lemon in the iced tea, and I, I just don't like it. Mm. I don't like it. Are uh, you a sweet or unsweetened tea guy? I used to, as a kid, just load it up with sugar, and then if, yeah. as you get a little older, you could realize that's too much sugar. And the, so I do like iced tea. Mom used to make sun tea all the time. That's pretty good. Um, What's sun tea? You just set it out. You you make it and you set it out in the sun, and then <laughs> a couple of bugs end, fly around. And, and then <laughs> <laughs> once the bugs get in there, yeah, then, really then it's done. That's a flavor. Then to it's it. done. <laughs> and it's ready to drink. Uh, but yeah, sun tea. That, that that's that's a thing. I, that's I'm a thing. Sure I didn't know that was a thing. People I, still I'm learning make sun today. tea. I think I think that's true. Just bake it out in the sun. Yeah, you bake it out in the sun. Uh, <laughs> not in the winter though. I, mean, I guess you could still do it in the winter. Yeah. Uh, it is time for box tops. All right. What's the category today? Uh, today we're going to go and look at the top ten coaches 
from the year that Scott Frost was hired. Um, it's kind of an interesting list. Of course, uh, Sam did a really good article kind of looking over, comparing more so than anything, comparing Chip Kelly and Scott Frost, who always be tied together. Of course, Frost worked for Kelly at Oregon, and, uh, and they kind of run similar offenses and, and all that, and they were hired the same year, so it was very interesting. Uh, I'll go through, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have a top 10, but also go through the names that didn't quite make it because there were 20 people hired um, that year, and nine have been fired, so Frost is at least doing better than nine of them. All right. One of them has moved up to a better job, and 11 are still at the school. So here's my, uh, here's my, I guess, others receiving votes of my top ten. These are the guys that have been fired, and some of them were just catastrophic failures. Uh, and I'll also give you an, an interesting note. Um, Athlon, I went back and looked at the, at the time of these hires were made. Athlon ranked them and gave them grades. So I'll give um. you those as well for some of them. Um, but... Uh, First of all, some of the guys that didn't quite make it. Dan Dimmel uh, was 11 and 29 at UTEP. Uh, UTEP finally turning the corner with a six and two record after going one and 11 in his first two seasons. So uh, he is still at UTEP. So there's a chance that he could be a great hire by the end of the day. But he's 11 and 29 right now. So what, what that's conference not is, are they? What conference is that? UTEP. UTEP. It sounds like CUSA. They're all moving conferences yeah, now because yeah, of all the. Uh, yeah. So I mean, we'll have to see. Uh, Steve Campbell at South Alabama was fired after going nine and twenty six. Interesting enough, Athlon had him ranked as the number ten hire that offseason. Wow, they were wrong. They were definitely wrong. He was bad. It turned out uh, the fifteenth ranked hire that offseason was Matt Luke. He was the Ole Miss offensive line. He's the offensive line coach now at Georgia. He was the Ole Miss interim coach. Remember. After Hugh Freeze was forced to resign, he went six and six in 2017. So they gave him the job, but only 15 and 21 at Ole Miss overall. He went five and seven and four and eight the next few years. They fired him, and they moved on to Lane Kiffin, and now they have a top 25 program. Yeah, well, I mean, Lane Kiffin, we always knew he was going to be good again at some point, right? I guess yeah. when he went to Florida Atlantic and he had all that success there. But I always thought, you know, even with all the failed jobs that he had, both in the NFL and college football. That that guy's gonna eventually gonna be good, and he went through the Nick Saban reform school, and he he did. Yeah, and his USC campaign wasn't as bad. It was kind of USC bad, kind of like yeah. I say with uh, Texas and Tom Herman. Well, not great, but not Texas great. Right. So they moved on. Um, so you could always see there was something there, and he kind of had to grow as a coach. Um, but it's just interesting the the old Miss type of discussion. Arkansas, uh, Chad Morris also got yeah. fired. The same, both Luke and 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 Morris were hired the same year Frost was. They were fired, and already those programs have turned around to be in the top 25 this year. So sometimes you hear about that rebuilding project, and you don't want to get in that spin cycle. Some of these SEC schools are just firing guys left and right, and they're right back on top once they get their guy. What I know you want to do your list, and I, and I want to hear it, but um, what if you made the argument similar to Lane Kiffin about Scott Frost? You know, see? Now he's good. He wasn't, yeah, good, at, some he wasn't, he wasn't good at Tennessee. He wasn't good at USC. He wasn't good you know, in the NFL. And now, now that he's grown, probably has better coaches around him, voila, that's the result you get. Oh, yeah, and he's an offensive mastermind himself. So, yeah. uh, I mean, it's it's possible, and I thought that was always going to be part of Frost is growing with him and having those growing pains. I just thought the growing pains were more 7-5, and five, not getting right. over the hump here yeah. and there. And, you know, and so it's it's been a little bit more painful than I expected. Yeah, it, way more painful. Yeah. Anyway, Chad Morris, uh, a name I mentioned at Arkansas, uh, he was ranked as the seventh best hire that year by Athlon. A B-plus they gave it. Uh, he went 4-18. and 18. 
at Arkansas. At Arkansas, that's pretty bad. So he's let go during his second and season. And now they're good. I mean, they're pretty now good. they're good. Yeah, they're pretty good. They turned it around uh, with an Arkansas dude that's there now. Chad Morris, though, uh, he got that job after impressing at SMU. Just had one good year there, so that's something to look out for. Yeah. Um, but to date, he's the only full-time Razorback coach to have left the school without a conference win. He was 0 and 14. Uh, and if you want to uh, check up what he's doing now, he's currently coaching at Allen High School in Texas. Wow. Uh, I wonder <laughs> so if he's falling. That's a, uh, Arkansas has almost had more changes than Nebraska. They have turned it around quite a bit. I mean, they've had a lot. Brett Bielum. I mean, they've had several guys that have been there. Chad Morris is one. Obviously, uh, they've been through, what, at least four or five coaches uh, since, I don't know, the last 15 years since Houston Nutt was there, for sure. Yeah. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Um, so, I mean, these are all, these are again coaches that uh, were hired the same year as frost and fired yeah. by now one of the biggest the the worst probably higher that offseason maybe there's a few of them that are pretty rough that chad morris one couldn't get much worse yeah. but willie taggart at florida state uh ranked by athlon at the time as an a minus hire uh the fifth best hire that offseason of course coming over that one year at oregon he went nine and twelve at florida state went five and seven and then four and five before being fired and being paid an $18 million buyout because oh. Florida State just did not see it going in the right direction. He's currently 5-3 and three in his second year at Florida Atlantic. That, that's where everybody's going now, Florida Atlantic. Yeah, that's where you rebuild your career. Uh, yeah, he'll be back. <laughs> he'll be back. Yeah, it'll just be interesting now that Oregon and Florida State both took the chance on him. You know, yeah. can he get that big-time job again? We'll see. Uh, Joe Moorhead over at Mississippi State was ranked as the sixth best hire by Athlon, a B-plus uh, he went eight and five and six and seven before being let go. Just two years. Uh, he had an emotional press conference uh, following the day after winning the Egg Bowl. So he thought maybe it saved his yeah. job. Moorhead tried to knock down the rumors, saying, "This is my school. This is my team. This is my program." Anyone who thought otherwise could pound sand and kick rocks. You'll have to drag my Yankee ass out of here. He was fired. I love a pound sand. That's one of my. Yes. Fa- I have a buddy that says pound sand. All the time. Where is he now? I like Kick Rocks, the other one. I like Kick Rocks as well. Uh, was He He was at Fordham at one time. I know that. I he's remember. actually now the Oregon offensive coordinator. Okay. So he's doing He was at Penn State for a while. He's been a great he's offensive. A good, yeah, a really he's a, good offensive coordinator. He's a great offensive mind in general. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt, another name that didn't outlast Frost. He was ranked as the number nine higher that offseason, a B by Athlon. They gave the grade. Uh, now a defensive assistant for the New York Giants. He went 16 and 19 at Tennessee, highlighted by an 8 and 5 season in 2019. They went into the next year ranked 16th preseason. They finished 3 and 7, and he was fired after an internal investigation found evidence of recruiting violations. Oh, come on. At Tennessee? There's no, no. I've never heard that happen. <laughs> that couldn't happen. Uh, and I, that was a disaster hiring cycle, if you remember. Uh, th- you know, their president uh, at Tennessee right now is the one that had to deal with all those recruiting violations. And she was at Nebraska. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, it's interesting. Tennessee, I always, I always feel similar to Nebraska in that they probably live in the 90s yeah. a little bit, want to return to that form, and haven't been able to do it. I always uh, kind of cheer for the volunteers. Yeah. I think college football is better with them. Uh, Kevin Sumlin. 
<laughs> Arguably one of the worst hires that offseason. Ranked number eight by Athlon for uh, the year, a B overall. Uh, 9-20 and 20 in his three years at Arizona. If you haven't been following Arizona football, it gets worse. His final game was a 70-7 loss to Arizona State, yeah. their, their rival, as part of an 0-5 shortened season in 2020. So he lost 12 games in a row, so yeah. they said he's got to go. Arizona still has not won. Uh, since firing him, yeah. their losing streak is up to twenty. They're zero and eight this year. Shouldn't have fired Sumlin. They, they <laughs> well, were, he lost twelve of they, those twenty. They were close though. They Bob. were not close. They, they were... lost seventy to seven <laughs> to Arizona State. They as were final so game. close. They were very close. No, uh, we'll see if someone ever gets a job again. He was good at Texas A and M. Yeah, but, uh, he was for a, a while. Re- he was a good recruiter. But yeah. if you can't recruit at A and M, you got problems. Yeah, and then uh, another one I thought was interesting. Chad Ludsford was uh, ranked number nineteen for Athlon that offseason. He went twenty-eight and twenty-one at uh, at Georgia Southern. Even won ten games for them in two thousand eighteen. But he started one and three this season, so they fired him. There's so many names on this list that I don't even remember them coaching. <laughs> They've done it in the last three years. <laughs> no, it feels like it goes by the the wheel just keeps on turning. Uh, journey. It just feels like. It, it happens so quickly that some of these guys, oh, yeah, he coached once, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like that. They're, they're, I mean, these the, all the guys that I just went through, they're, they're, they were hired the same time as Frost, and they were, they've been fired. So they're, um, they have just pretty short time spirits. Very quick. Uh, Sean Lewis is a coach that's currently uh, was ranked 18th by Athlon at the time. He's 17-21, uh, 5-4 and 4 at Kent State right now. Not much to say there. Mike Bloomgren, uh, another guy that was hired the same time as Frost, was ranked 17th by Athlon for his hire. He's 3-5 and five at Rice this season, 10-28 and 28 yeah. overall. Uh, he was kind of hoping Luke McCaffrey might yeah. save his job, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Moving to wide receiver, you'll be good. <laughs> All right, here's my top 10 uh, of school of guys – Hired at the same time of Frost, the same year as 2018 for that uh, that cycle. Scott Frost listed as an A-plus by Athlon for the hire. Number one hire in the nation, Athlon thought at the time. Of course, we know the story. I don't have to go through much to that one. 15 and 26, currently 3 and 6. Uh, number nine on my list, Chip Kelly. He was given an A. Number three hire that offseason. 15 and 25 overall, currently 5 and 4 after records of 3 and 9, 4 and 8, and 3 and 4, and uh, very much on the hot seat, if not more than Frost, right um, there with him. Even though they're 5 and 4, in fact, you mentioned Chip Kelly and Scott Frost just together on that list. I'm going to talk about him next hour. Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald did a really good comparison between Chip Kelly and Scott Frost. I want to talk about it next yeah, hour. Yeah, might have inspired this list. Even. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, might have. That might have inspired it. Huh? Uh, number 8 on my list uh, in the 12th ranked higher that offseason by Athlon, Sonny Dykes. SMU is now 7-1. I think they're in the AP Top 25. The college football playoff doesn't respect him. They're out of it. Uh, but SMU, he's been 29-15 and 15 there. Uh, of course, he failed at California. So I, I don't know how that's going to work because 7-1 uh, at SMU is pretty impressive. We'll see if he gets yeah. another look. Yeah, I mean, the Dykes family has always been a big-time college football family. Yeah. It's kind of like the Lubick family a little bit. I always liked Sonny Dykes at Cal because he looks like their mascot, that bear. Yeah. He looks similar for some reason. Yeah. Uh, number seven on my list, Herm Edwards, who makes $2.4 million. Uh, Athlon hated this hire. They ranked him number 21, the worst hire of the offseason. Gave it a D-. minus. He's done pretty well. 22-16, and 5-3 and three currently. Um, the only problem is he's under NCAA investigation. Yeah, I, I wonder if he keeps because they'll make a bowl game. They'll probably make a bowl game. I think they need one more win to do that. Are yeah, they, they're five and three. Yeah, I think they need one. So, would you keep him even with all the crud going around Herm, Ed, Herm Edwards? I don't know. I would. 
<laughs> that's a, that I don't a, mind a little bit uh, dirt tough, on the program uh, if you yeah. get some wins. Tough decision for there for Bach. Yeah. Yeah, you keep firm. Yeah. Got to we'll keep firm. Uh, number six on the list, Jonathan Smith, was ranked as the 14th best hire of that offseason, given a C-plus by Athlon. His record's similar to Scott Frost, 14-25, and 25, but he took over for a 1-11 program from Gary Anderson. Uh, he's yet to make a bowl, but having a breakout season, just need one more win for a bowl this year. Five and three over there at Oregon State. Uh, An easy place to win, as we've no, learned over no, the years. No, no. Nebraska should look into that program for their next coach. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great idea. Maybe they that, should hire him. They, they've never thought about that. No, <laughs> five and three is really good at that school. Yeah. Um, and he, I wonder. I mean, they're, they play Oregon yet this year. That would really be a big Oh, win. yeah. That could, yeah. That, could yeah. that could propel them into some discussions. Yeah. But I think Nebraska's been burned by the Oregon State That's prob- probably so. enough. If no. you can win in Oregon State, what could you do in Lincoln? You just have to wonder. <laughs> we never heard that conversation. <laughs> Number five on my list, how about Josh Heupel? He was actually hired at UCF that offseason, uh, uh, was ranked as the 16th best hire. Athlon didn't like it too much. But he went 28-8 and at UCF, including the 12-1 in 2018 at a finish number 11. Also went 10-3 in 2019 to finish number 24. Uh, his 6-4 and record in 2020 did not scare Tennessee, so they took him as their head coaching job. So he's already was hired the same offseason Frost was, obviously took over his old job and propelled that to a better job at Tennessee where he's currently 4-4. Four and four. Yeah, they could get. That's a good offense. That's a fun offense to watch. They were competitive for a long time against Alabama. I think Hypo might be pretty good. Yeah, we'll see how that that turns out. And uh, it's always interesting between Hypo and Frost. They both had great seasons at UCF, and you wonder how much of it's them individually, or is that uh, Mackenzie Milton and kind of what they had running around there? Uh, probably a big part of it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, number four on my list. How about Billy Napier? He was ranked 11th, good for Athlon for even give, ranking him that high, at Louisiana. That would be a, a job you'd usually bury on your list, but he's 35-12 and 12 at Louisiana, 11 wins in 2019, 10-1 and 1, uh, in 2020, finished 15th nationally, currently 7-1. and 1. He's a guy that definitely is, uh, is going to get a big job this offseason, I think. I think they're only losses to Texas. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's a big name. He's been offered some good gigs, Billy Napier, and he's turned them down. He's one of the hottest names out there. He wants to build the Raging Cajun for some reason more so than these well, other I jobs. Think, didn't or he's he, waiting for the biggest job. did he play there or, or something Maybe like that? I think he might have been. I don't know. He's, he's got an attachment somehow, some way to Louisiana. Uh, number three on my list is Mario Cristobal. Uh, B-minus ranking from uh, Athlon as they hired him. The number 13th ranked coach at the time. I've got him at number three now. Uh, 32 and 11 over there at Oregon. Two conference titles. One of them kind of fluky. They were 4-3 and three and won a title because USC, um, something or other. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> what happened with the Pac-12 last year, but it was a mess. Yeah. Um, but he did win the Rose Bowl in 2019 and had 12 wins. They're currently, of course, 7-1 and one in the college football playoff at number four. So uh, he's a hot name right now, and um, seems like he's uh, found a good spot over there at Oregon. I'm a little surprised. I didn't think he was this good of a coach. I didn't know that he was this good of a coach. He's a really good coach. He's a great recruiter. And right now, they're in the college football playoff. If they stay there, I mean, they're going to get in. Yeah. Uh, number two on my list, uh, in some hot water right now, but I like what he's done over there, is Dan Mullen. Uh, he was ranked as an A uh, and the number two hire overall that offseason by Athlon. He's 30 and 13, 33 and 13, excuse me, at Florida. Uh, they were number seven uh, nationally in 2018, number six in 2019 when he had 11 wins there. 2020, they won their division. They finished number 12. So three top 12 finishes. And then 
They're four and four this year and two and four in conference play, and he makes seven point six million dollars a year, yeah. so he's on the hot seat. Well, he's four and four. That's the big reason that yeah. he's on the hot seat. Um, and he's not recruiting at a high level. That comment the other day about we'll we'll wait to recruit after the season. That yeah. didn't that didn't sit well with Florida fans. He's always saying something. Yeah, isn't he's, he? he's, yeah, he's a vocal coach. Yeah, he is. Number one on my list for the 2018 coaching hire pool is Jimbo Fisher. Uh, not surprising. Uh, he was ranked number four by Athlon, an A-minus hire, which, you know, I know he struggled a little bit at Florida State, but he's a national championship coach. I right. thought they should probably rank him yeah. a little higher. I always loved that hire. 32-12 and 12 at Texas A&M. They were number four in the nation at the final rankings in 2020, number 16 in 2018. And of course, got the big win against Alabama this year. They're currently number 14, 6-2. and two. In uh, overall this year, and he makes $9 million a year to do it. Yep, and Florida State made a big mistake letting him get away. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a stud. And he won a national championship there. Uh, but, you know. But his players were blocking each other his final year, so I think <laughs> they just let him that's go. That's right. Uh, chips are good. You want uh, some more chips? Yeah, I'm going to get some more chips. Uh, some more uh, Moose's Mad Fresh. Yeah, Moose's Mad Fresh. Made in Lincoln. I'm uh, eating the hot salsa today. It's delicious. It's it's so good, and it's so fresh, and uh the chips are pretty good as well. Let's get to break and come back with Doug Maurice. He's from Cleveland.com, and he covers Ohio State football for a living. So let's talk to him about Ohio State football. We'll do it next. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.